Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, we're back with a brand new series of the BFI Network podcast and I'm Matilda Cavalica. Welcome back if you were here for series one. And if not, you're in for a treat because there are loads of back episodes you can listen to. We started this podcast so that we can bring you insights from some of the most exciting people from the UK film industry. Daniel Kaluuya is a writer, actor and all-round superstar. He took time out of his busy schedule and came to see me in Turnpike Lane, where we talked about the sunken place, Wakanda and everything in between. Rolling. Oh, I'm trying to channel, Uh I'm just trying to channel my inner Oprah. (laughs) Harpo production. Association with BFI. Um, so we are in N15. Bougie. <laughs> Is it though? We're in Turnpike Lane um, at my house. We're here with Daniel Kalia, writer, actor, actor, writer. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you How you doing? Sound, How you sound like you've good? been captured. Sound like you're in the sunken I place am. already. <laughs> Yo, that everyone says that. No, the sunken place. Uh, people come up to you and go, hey, sunken place. I'm like, mm, no. But that meme. No. That meme the other day was brilliant. Yeah. From the sunken place to Wakanda. So um, the, the, can we start by, we're going to just jump all over the place. Can we start by talking about the trailer for Black Panther? Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's going to change the world. Like, people are joking. Like, I even said it before. And people are like, I ain't never seen anything like this. And I think, like, a lot of times, I don't know, I just had that feeling. And it's just like, I felt that with Skins. I felt that with Get Out. And I, I just feel like, oh, no, you've never seen anything like this. There's, it's an African blockbuster. Who's done, who's done that before? Who's told an African story at this level? It's like, so it's like, and then Ryan being, Ryan being actually 30 years old. Is he 30? He's 30. Three zero. Three zero. So who's like, you got to understand, of that generation, he's hip hop. Yeah. So it's like a hip hop African blockbuster. You mean he's relevant? Like, any, if it was another director, he wouldn't cast it the way he cast it. Oh, and then the trailer was like, oh, so I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be a thing. Oh, God. Let's, let's rewind. So obviously you're an actor yes. and you're a writer as yeah. well. Which came first? And I, and I guess, which came first and how did you get into it? Right, came first. I wrote my first play when I was nine. I won this competition. It got performed at Hampshire Theatre. 
And, uh, at Hampstead Theatre? Yeah, it was a, at school. And then um, primary school. And then, like, and then we're like, oh, Dan, keep writing. And I was like, no, I'm nine. Um, I'm going to play football. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, like, and then I, and then, but I do, around that time, a lot of my teachers told my mum, like, he should do acting because he's a bit busy. And a then, bit like, busy? A bit busy in his head. <laughs> right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like a bit, mm. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, bit, I'm not, I'm not a bad kid, but I'm just. You had a lot going on. And, and I've got a lot of energy. It took four years to get on the Anna Share waiting list. What's, what's Anna Share? Anna Share is this class, improvisation class in North London in Angel. You pay five pounds and you learn how to act through improv, no scripts, no nothing. And I realised in hindsight, I go, oh, that's why they had that method because like a lot of the kids are illiterate or have low literacy levels. So you don't look at script, but you learn how to act. So there's not like, your low literacy level doesn't go against you, you know what I mean? It gets your confidence. So we just learned how to act through that and like people that went there like Joe Wright or like Adam Smith or Kathy Burke and like, just people around North London like Adam Deacon or Zowie Ashton or Reggie Yates or Dizzy went there. So you like, all these people and then like, and then I went there. Then Anna Sh- it got a bit weird with Anna Share because they would change their name and this, is that and the other. So a lot of the industry weren't using the kids because of politics. And then I was like, oh girl, I can't get an audition. And I started, I go, oh yeah, I can write. Went back to House of Fear. They had a youth division called Heat and Light Fear. And I How old were you at that point? 16. And I was just writing plays, directing them, and doing them, and putting them on. And then... But was that fun? Like, for you, were you just like, this is just fun? Like, you just enjoy doing I it? I think the minute I stopped trying to get on telly, is the minute I got on telly. But then I realised that <clears throat> improv is... Improv is writing. Like, so acting is an interpretive art. Improvisation is a creative art. Writing is a creative art. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, acting is a way to... You get someone's work and you put give an interpretation and you're not making that work, you know? So improv was completely creative. So it was just... I think... And, and I think a lot of people, like, of that generation that I saw around, like, Arenze. I went to school with Arenze, you know? And, like, Michaela was around. She was a poet. Like, like a lot of people were just, like... And Arenze was a rapper. Like, like everyone was just, like, creative. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's like, and then I think acting was just a way that I could make it work for what I needed in my life then. You know, it was like I needed money and like I needed like, and I, and I enjoyed it. And yeah. I enjoyed being a part of a team and doing stuff and this is that and the other. So so then you said, because I cut you off because you've had to enjoy that. So it was, we're just sipping on iced coffee. It's nice. <laughs> make sure they know. <laughs> Like a Radio 4 drama. He drank some coffee. <laughs> the Black Arches. That's a sketch, The Black Arches. <laughs> the Parches. The African Chronicles. Mm. Yeah. Um, now you've thrown me off. I was so in my, like, Oprah mode. Now you've thrown me off. Okay, no, so I'm really interested because, like, obviously we've had conversations like this, but now I feel like I'm on... What's that show where they trace your family history? Who do you think you are? <laughs> That's what I feel like I want right. right now. Because I'm going like, so at this point you did this. Uh, but no, it's interesting because then you started saying you had you were just about to give up on telly and then telly came. So you were 16. Yeah. And the telly was... No, I just didn't... I just really enjoyed doing acting. I, I just got... I stopped trying... The minute I stopped trying to get on... T- it's like I just enjoyed what I was doing and I wanted to do it more. 
So that wasn't the goal. wasn't getting on telly anymore. It was always just like, how do I do this more? Mm. Like, and then when I just did it more, accidentally, I, I, the, everything that's come from my life and has had a breakthrough is the minute. The minute I stop trying to get what I'm trying to get, yeah, it's the minute it happened. Then shoot the message happened. Mm-hmm. I got to shoot the messenger. I was acting underneath a church yeah. off Caledonian Road, and there was a BBC class narrator in this class. Like it was just like a random. I was just acting. You know, it's not like I went there for that. I was just yeah. acting underneath this church. And then um, they went for audition, and I went a couple more auditions, and then I got the part. Like I was still at school. I was at year twelve. And that child. was with um, David Yellowway. It's great, it's great, great BBC film. And that was your first. That was my first t- TV job. Yeah. Were you terrified? What of shooting? Yeah, I was gassed. <laughs> I was more. This is now. This is where I was at. I was more gassed about Richard Blackwood than I was about David Yellowway. <laughs> That's the kind of brother I was. I was like, yo, bro, MTV select. Who the man? My mama used to say. Mama used to say. <laughs> <laughs> you mean RB? Who the man? We love you, RB. I, I mean, check I, you every day. I, I love you. I don't have the attention span for spooks. Who the man, baby? <laughs> who the man? Are you the man? Are you the man? Are you the man? You the man? Come on! I don't know, like he's gonna be the UK's answer to Will Smith. Hyped. I would have been hyped too. Yeah, it was there. I remember me and it's actor Eric Kofi your breath when Richard Black walked in. We was like, yeah. We went into the toilet. He's like, blah, this we ran to him and then someone walked in. Because <laughs> we was both in that class underneath the church. Yeah, and they're like, blah, blah, we made it. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, we, what are you guys doing in the toilet? <laughs> Nothing. Brums. <laughs> okay, so shoot the messenger. Mm. How long were you, how long was that shoot? Can't remember. Like, I can't remember. I was there. I remember I got a lot of school. No, no, no. I was there for a bit. I was there for like probably like ten days. But then weeks. I mean, like after that, were you kind of like did that give you? Were you more like actually? Because I guess what I'm trying to get to is at what point at that age you've done shoot the messenger. You're loving acting more and more. And then are you like actually this could be like a real full time job? Like I could just do this. I knew I could do a full time like at fifteen. Right. Because I saw people doing it. I'm a kind of guy if I can see someone in a room doing it then why can't I do it mm. just like because like, you're in the room with them yeah that, so like anything to go well I'm here that person's just done it well I can do it then if I can I'm a kind of guy if I can make one then I can make it into two yeah if I can do two I can make it into four so you were at the stage where basically all you wanted to do was keep doing keep acting yeah, but it's not like I was like, if like my mum was like, yo, you got to earn money. So if you wanted to work at Lloyd's Bank, you got to do it. Like I would, I was prepared. It was not even like, it was not even that deep. Like it was that thing where I was just like, this is what I want to do. This is, I just get passionate and I get locked on. Yeah. I go, well, I'm doing this now and I'm going to keep doing that till it works out. So I'm saying, and then if it doesn't work out, it hasn't worked out. I had nothing to lose because I was poor. Like what could you got to lose? Like literally. Also, I guess you were young. So you would like, you didn't, you know, you were still at that time, like living with your mum and you're like 16 so yeah. you do shoot the messenger I mean that's more than you probably get more than pocket money right then you kind of go then what happened after shoot the messenger I just stayed at school I was at school and I was still doing my thing and I was still doing classes I was still in classes I was still doing plays and stuff like that and that's when skins came mm-hmm. skins came and they were looking for writers so I joined skins as a writer first before it was cast 
managed to work it. I got a part in it, which is like a part of this in one episode. Was ended up being like one of the advisors because I just was honest. It just they wrote me in more, and then like it was, and then they asked me to write a short for Skins, and then like. So then you just, were right. So on Skins, you were writing as well as acting in it. Yeah. What's the difference in feeling then that something? Because it seems like you take a different type of, you have a different feeling with something that you write than some. You know, it's empowering. Because like I said, it's like actors interpretive and writers creative. Mm. Like you've made something, you've made something from your head, and it's happened. Yeah, it's just more direct. Like acting is that. Like I mean, our lives are like our lives are true, genuinely creative things. Like the real art piece is your life, yeah. But like. Like I've done something and now it's physically gonna happen just because of my idea. So you go, but then I think I've I always wish had that. Everyone could see you pointing to your head. I'm which pointing is the to my head. It's but ideas like, in your head. Yeah. yeah. So like, obviously, like, but then obviously, I, I think it's an inherent belief in me that like since nine, I was like, I know if I have an idea, it can happen. Yeah. Because I made it happen before. But where do you think? Where do you think that came from? Though? Because you're all like when we talk, you're like, you know. You're a working class kid, you know. You're like, where did that come from? Like, I'm so interested in that idea. Like, you're kind of saying we've talked before, and you said that the odds, technically, when you look at how it should have fallen, were technically stacked against you. But you had that idea about what gave that. To one you. of the one of the one of the uh, one of my mum's teachings, and, I, and how she taught me this is a very interesting thing. And when we was packing, she was going to Uganda or something like, and obviously she overpacked in it. Like, just keep Standard keep African. It. And I'm like, it's not going to fit. Like, it's, don't try to say, I'm sitting on this thing. I was a big boy then. I was like, it's not going to fit. It's not going to fit. And she goes, if it doesn't talk, it will fit. What does it say to you? Did it say anything? I'm like, no. Then it'll fit. Did it say no? Then make it fit. I just applied that to life. Also, there's another thing as well. Obviously, like, when I was 15, I went to Uganda. Like, this probably... When I was 15, I went to Uganda, and I saw my mum's friend that she went to school with, and then, like, went there, okay, let's take a right. Like, I took a right. She lived in a bush. And she was just like, oh, this place is messy. Oh, my God, I'm going to... She cooked for, for us. She cleaned up for us. She, like, it started raining. She put leaves over for us. And I was like, not only was... It wasn't that she lived like that. It was her attitude. Yeah. It was like, this is what I've got. I'm going to do the best I've got. So if I'm from the estate or from wherever, go, this is what I've got. I'm going to do the best what I've got. And whatever happens, it's the best that I can do. Yeah. So from Skins, then what? So you've been writing on Skins. Yeah, then I, then, like, might happen. Like, I got, I got into drama school, didn't go because I got asked to write for Skins. Everyone in my life said I should go to drama school. Everyone said get your degree. And I was like, I think I'm going to write an episode of Skins took that did that so then obviously one episode turned into more and then you were on the show mm-hmm. and then and then what happened what was what was next then I kind of just started doing jobs started working on acting roles this here and there and like just jobbing stuff and then I got chat room at like 20 did chat room and then like and then and then Sucker Punch was the one Sucker Punch changed everything Everything I've got now is probably from Sucker Punch. And, let, and let's talk about that because obviously you've done acting, theatre, film and TV and I guess you've worked across all those mediums and what what different energies do they 
What's the difference between working at all the mediums? Yeah. Uh, the one that you enjoy most? I mean, there's different things. I, I, I like, I like the immediacy of, 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 of theatre. Like you're there and it's pure and and you do that, but it's it's hard work, man. It's like I think the way I act is makes it harder because I give every. It's like you know, I give everything, and to do that every night has it just. It's when quite I hard. saw you last year after Blue Orange, and I was like how can you do that night after night? Because that was a really intense performance. Yeah. So say as if like I did Sucker Punch now and I lost so much weight for it and I did skipping monologues and all this stuff. Like every job like, just feels, it dwarfs everything else. Just like the challenge of doing that at 21. I'd never had a lead role before. Never done, had, like, I'd done one play before that. Like, there were so many things I didn't know. And it was probably the hardest part I've done. To do that, like, just gives you, empowers you moving forward. Because I've got through that. Something that interests me in particular is... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. In your career progression, if you want to call it that, is that everyone, in a way, I guess, because of stuff like Sicario and Get Out and Panther... And widows. Everyone's like, it feels like it's just been this like massive upward trajectory. But you've worked really hard, and you've been working for many years, and you've had a really steady career. And I think you're. It's really interesting because I think you're a brilliant curator of your career, mm-hmm. and I really want you to talk a little bit about how you make the choices you make, especially in relation to your acting choices mm-hmm. what draws you to a role I'm just, I got to a point and I was like oh, I can't even say it like that I'll say it like that after yeah. Okay. but I got to a point where I'm like this is silly innit? this acting thing innit? this is silly they think I'm an idiot innit? Like, obviously I, we all know about the politics and the racial like, <laughs> undertones they really think I'm an idiot so it's like things changed and then I was like and I was just like, it's simplicity. There was like, the stuff I want to say, the stuff I want to help people say. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so I spent, like, after Sicario and stuff, like, I spent, like, a year and a half, like, off. I didn't do anything else. I was writing. I was doing this. But, like, I just read my favourite scripts. And I was, I just wanted to know why I love these films. I want to know why I love these films. What is it about these films and these writers that I, I'm drawn to? What is it about me? Do you know what I'm saying? Thing, doing things that are shit is actually okay. Mm-hmm. Doing things that are meh and average is the biggest crime. Because, because yeah, the opposite of love is that hate is indifference. Yeah. And because, like, pin all the, I remember I did this job and I'm like, I remember, I'm like, ah, this TV show and I was like, I was so ill. Like, I remember I was like 19. I was so ill this day, yeah. Like, it was coming out both ends in between takes, yeah. Oh, God. I'm like, ill. Like, I'm shivering. It ain't in Australia, so I'm shivering in the costume room, yeah. <laughs> shivering. Like, I'm ill. And then I realised, oh, my God. If you act, you can't call in sick. You just can't go, I can't make it. I'm so ill. Still doing the job, still doing it. The show comes out. No one watched it. No one cared. I was like, that is so hurtful. You can always tell when you're reading something if someone's got something to say. And a lot of people ain't got stuff to say. They just want to make a film. Because it's that thing my friend says, if, like, you only should make a film, like, people want to make films if you've got something to scream about. Yeah. Because if it was that pedestrian, you'd just say it. Yeah. Racism is bad. Say it. Everyone knows it. Who cares? But what is it about racism? What's your take on it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and that's my thing is, like, why is it, like, how is it cinematically pleasing? How is it? And I, I just started to know what I like. And then I just was like, I realised I don't care about fame and establishment and yeah. like all that stuff so like I was working with famous people and I was like I don't care yeah. like, I genuinely don't care it doesn't yeah. comfort me so it's like and other people do it for that and it and that's what they want they want to get into those worlds so it was like for me it's about causing a ruckus but then also you got to look at like how you come into it so it's like so you got shoot the messenger and skins both cause the ruckus shoot the messenger with the black community by like a film literally shoot the messages or you know what their original script was called right. fuck black people that's what it was called. So, like, that's what we read in the read-through. That's what the script we read. So that's what frequency I started. And then Skins was, like, casting 16 and 17-year-olds as 16 and 17-year-olds doing crazy stuff. Like, that had never been done before because everyone was 25 and so everyone really looked young and he was doing something. So, obviously, I, I just see it through the prism of that. Well, go that, well that's me. Because yeah. that got a reaction that I found exciting. Yeah. So I just look for stuff like that that go, let's do something new. Because we're like, why are we on Earth? Why are we on Earth? I'm just going to do what everyone else does. There's loads of other people. You could just get anyone to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's no... Why are you on Earth? If you're not going to do something new, why are you on Earth? <laughs> really, love, but really and truly, like, why am I going to just do some safe stuff? Like, I've done safe stuff. And I was like, this is... Bo-. Like, I'm really... I am not, like, really... Get drama school brothers to do that. He'll kill it. Yeah. Like... Mm. I'm not, it's not that deep. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I think we're like, who wants to who wants to cause a fucking mess? I wish everyone could see your expressions. Yeah, I just want to call, I want to fuck shit up. Because the world's fucked. They fuck shit up for us. So I want to fuck shit up for them. So that, was that partly what drew you to get out? Yeah, it's a bit of a ruckus, isn't it? It's a bit of a ruckus, isn't it? That uh, small uh, independent film that no one's really seen. I mean, no. that is, it's crazy. No? Yeah. Do you remember, what, I remember when we first had a conversation about it. It, I sat down with you after it got released I was in it that was the first you were the first person I talked about and then you was like oh like oh yeah it's a horror film and Jordan Peele and 
Lamouse and yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Like it could, like, and I knew what the script was about, so I was you, like, it could go so wrong. Yeah, but you said something that you were just like, this. But you said this is gonna change things. This is gonna be like a conversation starter. Like this is gonna, and I, and obviously I hadn't I hadn't seen the script. I was like, oh. Because you know what it is? Even when I shot, <laughs> even when I, and I knew it and I kept, kept it moving. But when I, because obviously Sorry. the original ending is when I kill Rose, yeah? The original ending. And then like... The what? You know what the original ending was? Okay. The, what do you mean the original ending? We reshot the end. So the ending that was, was I strangle Rose to death. Yes. And I go to prison yes. and everyone in the prison is black. Yes. And then Rod comes in and I'm like, nah, cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the original ending. And then like... Yes. I, I kill, And then like... And when I was strangling a young white woman as a young black man, I was like, there is no way this is going to go out quietly. I was like, all it takes is one black person. Like, just one black person in cinema. Yeah, one black person just sitting there, miscellaneously, like a cenophile. You know, them, them black, them nerds, them black nerds are just like, they just watch every film in the fucking universe, yeah. So black brother, yeah, glasses, day up, just like that. And he's just gonna be like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And he's gonna, like, one black person, it takes one black person to see it, and then every black person will know about it. I was like, this is the other film, I was like, what? it takes one. It takes one. It's one of those. And so I felt that. I felt that, but what it's done is I don't. It's kind of like I think here is cool in America. I can't really. It's crazy. Like everywhere I like everywhere I go, everywhere I go. It's because every black person's watched it. Like everyone's watched it. It's just everywhere I go. It's just everyone's watched it here too. I don't. It my doesn't boss, feel like my it. boss Ben told me he watched it in Ashford. What I was loving because I was I was very I was like you've got to see it with black people you've got to see it with black people otherwise you know you won't get it. But what's so interesting is that Ben was saying he watched it in Ashford yeah. and in a cinema full of white people and everybody is just on Chris's side. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But I've spoken to so many people who said that it's changed the way it's changed their thinking. Yeah. That is incredible for a film to do that. When you saw that script, did you see Jordan's intention? I saw that he's saying things that we say in private. Yeah. So there's that fear going, are we really going to do this? Like that, that, and I feel that's the only, that's the stuff that I can always feel in like films or in people, or I watch loads of interviews, like just people that like, are saying something that cost them something. Yeah. And I felt like it was costing Jordan. Yeah. It, and it would cost anyone to say what was said and get up. Was there a particular scene that you were reading and you were just like, I have to have this role? And also, can we talk a little bit about like how it came to you and then how you, yeah. I, uh, it was a party sequence and I was like, oh my God, I've been in that party. I've been to that party so many times. It was just like, oh, like that isolation, just that catching the isolation of people just zoning in on your blackness. And they're being nice, but they're just zoning in. And it's, but it's, it's a symptom of racism. But it's just a positive one. But it's racism. And like him saying that and him like communicating that, I was just like, oh my God, this film. Oh my God, this film. Like, oh, 
about this film. I was just, and then like, then the end, the whole, all the deaths, I was like, you're gonna do that? Like, I just imagine it in my head and just like him being, and then, because that's the original end, the police turn up and you're like, the image of you rooting for a black man to leave a house to kill all these white people and then you're on his side and the police show up and he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. And he's covered in blood, his hands up. You're like, that is so powerful. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what black kids are doing worldwide. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're putting their hands up saying, I ain't didn't fucking do anything. And they're getting shot. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why it was like, it was like that. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh man, like, this is just brave. Do you know what I mean? And then what about the audition? Like, were you, but when you read it, were you like, I have to have this part? Do you ever get a hunger for a part where you're just like, this has got to be mine? And then how do you, how did the yeah? How did, did you audition? I get did you like, do a tape. Or? I did. I went. I did a re like no. I did a Skype with him, and he was like, in fact, I was like, remember, like I've watched Key and Pill, like so I'm like, holy shit, man, I'm Skype with Jordan Pill, like, that is insane. <laughs> and then, like so he's like, yeah, and he's like, he knows who I am because of Black Mirror. I was like, what? Like yo, can I, can I, can I, can I? But I'm very much like, I don't just want to roll. I want to be wanted as well. Like I want to everyone in their work. They want to feel valued. Like do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel like. I'm convincing you to do it if you don't believe in me. That's what I want yeah. to be believed in. I think if someone believes in me, a different me shows up to work. If you're like, eh, meh shows up. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And like, so I was just like, yeah. And he said in the audition, he said in the audition, like, he got the part. He's like, no, he, went, he turned to the customer and he goes, he's got the part. After the first reading, and I was like, this guy's gassing. I've been through so much stuff in these Americans. I was like, oh, these guys are just chatting rubbish. And he's like, yo, you got it. Yo, you can't. And he got my number and he's like, you got it. And I was like, Meh, whatever, cool, we met up, you got it. Yeah, definitely. Then on set, I was like, oh shit, I've got it. Like, <laughs> uh, I've actually got this wrong. Um, what a great group of filmmakers. So you worked, you went from working with Denny to working with Jordan, working with Jordan to working, Ryan. what came next? Ryan Kugler. Yeah, Ryan. And then from Ryan, now you're working with Steve. Yes. McQueen. Yeah. On Widows. Yeah, I am. What would be your advice to an emerging writer who feels like they've got something, they've really got something to say? What would you say, what would your advice be to them? Find a way to shoot it, find a way to put it on. Because that, when you do it, you empower you. Like, it's all about empowering yourself. Because you don't, they don't, they're not, no one knows, no one knows. Look at this selection. Like, all these pundits were like, Corbyn's gonna do this. They don't know shit. No one knows anything. So these people that are taste makers, they're gonna get... Alex Ferguson, yeah? He's the greatest manager Sir that Alex. ever lived. I can't call him Sir, because he's a Man United manager, but I will respect him, innit? <laughs> but like, Alex Ferguson, yeah? Is probably considered the greatest manager that ever lived, yeah? Mm-hmm. His win rate's like 59%. He gets it wrong a lot. These commissioners will get it wrong a lot. People get it wrong a lot. And that's cool. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, but you've got to just do it. Like, I just don't think like, you just like, for me, it's like trying to reach out, trying to find, just find people that in your wave, on your, free, on your frequency, on your wave, and just grow with them. Because a lot of times, people that you're reaching for, they're in a, like, it's like being at school and like in a year above and trying to be friends with someone in, you're in year seven, trying to be friends with someone in year 10. Yeah, yeah, Why would yeah. they talk to you? It's just apply that to life. Like, Sometimes, to my detriment, sometimes they may talk to me and this, is that and the other, but I just hang out with my year sevens. 
my crew. Like, that's it. I got my people. I'm not trying to look like a big guy. Like, I just go, I got my people. I just rise with them. They're not perfect, but those year 10s ain't perfect. Yeah. Just saying, it's, but it's who's in your class. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's all. That's how I see it. So it's just like, just do what you're doing. Like, and then like, and then once you do what you're doing, it will, you just do it more. That's kind of it. Like, I and I, I, and I, so I'm like, obviously like being around North London, like seeing all these people, like all the actors, like anyone that's like young and acting like, or writing, or I've just met them, seen them. Like talent doesn't mean anything. I've seen the most talented people. They're not in it anymore. It's people that with like the hustle mentality and that get it done. People, I know people that are not talented that get it done that have charisma. <laughs> not being bad anything, but like, no, it's like, but it's like, it's like because I don't think talent's that special. Yeah, I think it's very common. So it's like, so it's a talent. Like you've got talent. Who cares? No, it's true. You're right. Look, you're right. You're speaking to my soul. I have no more. Que- this is it. This is like the end. Like Michael Jackson. This is it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I've had such a... I, it's always inspiring when we have a conversation. Yeah. Not even just a recorded one. Yeah. Because I always feel that even though you're, you know, I feel like you're a, a man of great wisdom beyond your years. And I think that you are going to be probably even more successful than you know. That's doing me. That was an amazing <laughs> that he just called but that you can't see. It's not to do with um, me. I'm just I my just life. think that you're no. You should. We're really proud of you. Oh, thank you. Proud so, of you, Tim. Thanks. Thanks. So yeah, that's it. That's the end. I love thanks. your Oprah colours. Thanks, man. There's more episodes and lots of content like this on the BFI Network website, including funding, first features, and loads of other interviews. We'd also like to know what you think about this podcast. So why not tweet us at BFI Network? The music you've heard is from Rory Dempsey. Thanks to Daniel, producer Marie and the BFI Network team. You're listening to the BFI Network podcast with me, Matimba Kabalika. Welcome back if this is your first time listening. No. <laughs> Welcome back if this is your first time. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.